Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Kotaku Split Screen Podcast, the podcast where we take on video games one excruciatingly specific topic at a time. This week, we have a very special episode. As you may know, if you're longtime listeners, last week we said goodbye, or last episode, we said goodbye to Nathan and Ash, my two co-hosts, for, uh, I guess, the better part of a year? Uh, both of them are moving on to other pastures. We won't say greener because we're pretty green here. But I have with me this week two new co-hosts because we're not going to let them leaving bring us down. Joining us for the first time, though, he's been a guest on the podcast before, replacing Nathan because his name is so similar. We have Ethan. And your last name. Hello, Ethan. And your last name is Gotch. Yes, that is correct. Everyone messes that up, but yeah, you, you nailed it first time. So Hell I think it's, yeah. I'm pretty sure you've actually never had reason to say it out loud. So <laughs> I, I did uh, after your children, your child was born, and I wanted to name them uh, Catch. <laughs> yeah, Catch. catch. You, you and everyone else in my middle school. Mm-hmm. That would have been great. Also joining us for the very first time, we have an editor with us. Most of our our people have been writers, but our editor Lisa Marie. I can't pronounce your last name. I'm going to call you Lisa Marie Gatch. Please don't. We both have partners, and that would be weird. People can have the same last name. We have Ian Walker and John Walker right before us. How do you pronounce your last name, Lisa Marie? You forgot Alex Walker. It is Lisa Marie Sagara. That's the easy version. You're actually supposed to pronounce, like, roll the R, but no one ever gets that right. Yeah. I mean, don't, you don't have to do it. It's fine. No one ever does it. Or if they do, they're super annoying and they try and like impress me. And okay, I'm now like, you're going to have to do it because this is the getting to know you episode. We need to now go. go you go nah, ahead. And- I'm good. So I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican, but my parents have been here a long time and I don't really speak Spanish very well. So I'm not going to publicly embarrass myself. I, I want to say cigar. No, no, no. That was an attempt. It was an attempt. Attempt was made. <laughs> that's that's uh, Fahey's tagline here. <laughs> really, thanks. Great. So already we we've got the dynamic of me being picked on because uh, I can't talk. So it's just like old times. You guys might as well be Ash and Nathan, <laughs> part two. But I will call you Lisa Marie and Ethan instead. We're also nothing like Ash and Nathan. You are not. You are not. <laughs> I'm, Nathan, I'm actually probably a, a lot like Nathan, so we're we're pretty replaceable white guys. I mean, you don't have his long flowing hair. No, unfortunately, yeah. I don't. It's beginning to fall out. But uh, once upon a time, I I also had the long hair. And Lisa Marie, if I say Dragon Age or Mass Effect, you don't go into uh, uh into fits, right? No, so far no fit is happening. So okay, I think so we're as. Good. So as our listeners can tell, two completely different people. Now, this first episode, we're going to be getting to know Ethan and Lisa Marie. But one thing we have to address, I feel like we need to address before we get on to today's topic, just real quick, is the ongoing Activision Blizzard, uh, what would you call it? Just, just real quick. Just real quick. We're going it's to like touch 20 on blog it. posts to go through. <laughs> We're not going to go through each blog post, of course, because you wrote oh, them I thought all. we were doing dramatic readings. I thought that was... Yes, dramatic readings of the entire Activision Blizzard saga. That's for another podcast. But I just wanted to uh, acknowledge that that's been going on. 
and then actually went on during a week when we were on break. So we might have talked about it more last week, but uh, it's it's an unfolding disaster that we can't take our eyes off of. So as we're recording this podcast, I'm having a post edited about a Activision Blizzard class action lawsuit on behalf of investors, stating that basically every time Activision Blizzard has released a financial statement since 2016, they've said, we may be subject to investigations or, you know, legal matters, investigations, that sort of thing. Uh, but it, it's nothing that would affect our, our business's operation or its financial status or anything like that. So the class action lawsuit I'm running, I wrote about earlier today says, yeah, that's all lies. So we're suing you because you told us everything was okay and it obviously wasn't. So every day, new aspects of this are unfolding. What did you write about for Blizzard today, Ethan? Well, yeah, so the uh, the worker group at Activision Blizzard King, which are the, the three main entities within the corporation, um, workers there last week put out an open letter criticizing some of the company's approach to uh, the fallout around this, uh, the lawsuit and allegations against it, and also performed a walkout. And, you know, both those things have sort of been the seeds of a worker group that's not not you know technically a union at the, right, at the right. company but it's like a, a you know people are finding ways to work outside of strictly the management hierarchy within activision blizzard to try and talk about these issues and address them and create a, a another voice parallel to management about how the workers feel about these issues and how they think they can be best addressed and currently you know they're still critical of bobby kodak and and others feeling like their their concerns are being sidelined and we're they want to see very specific changes to mandatory arbitration and other workplace concerns. Um, currently, Activision Blizzard's PR has been very ambiguous and vague about, you know, we're listening, we're going to, you know, this is never acceptable and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the workers on the ground are pushing for much more specific steps prior even to how this lawsuit plays out in court about what the company is actually going to do to change. And we can't forget that this morning, J. Allen Brack, was you want to say he resigned? He, what seeking up business opportunities elsewhere or something? I mean, yeah, they're not yeah. saying he was canned, but um, yeah, basically the head of Blizzard just said, "Okay, he's uh, we're gone. He's gone." Um, uh, a lot of people saying, "Okay, now Bobby Kotick next." Right. I mean, that's the, the the real issue here is that I think one of the weird things about this lawsuit is that it is a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard. Most of the press and even a lot of our reporting so far is focused on the Blizzard aspect of it, but there are things in the lawsuit that are alleged about the Activision side of the business and other parts. And it's and it's really it's not just about whether or not heads will roll at Blizzard, but whether or not management of the food chain is going to take responsibility. And the way you usually do that is by stepping down, because at least in my opinion, you know, CEOs tend to be replaceable. Um, there's lots of experienced managers out there who can run large companies and manage spreadsheets. Um, but the you know the issue is that Blizzard has has a very strong identity in you know among players. But during its time after merging with Activision, Activision has taken on a, a much larger role within defining that. And I think part of the issue here is that ultimately the people who run Blizzard are at Activision Blizzard, and so I don't think it'll be enough for them. Or at least that's how many people feel in the worker group speaking out that they don't feel like it's enough just to peg this on managers at Blizzard. 
Now, Lisa Marie, you've done a lot of, of, of running on business. You have kind of a business background, right? I do. I used to work at Fortune for a few years, actually. So, so from from someone with a business uh, business point of view, how how do you feel that Activision Blizzard is handling all this? Um, in my pre- professional opinion, I mm-hmm. think um, it's very bad. Uh, no, but it's funny, you know. I at Fortune magazine, I did cover gaming specifically. So Activision mm-hmm. Blizzard is one of the biggest publicly traded companies. You know, we wrote about them in the magazine. Ironically, they were on Fortune's best places to work. Um, list at least once. I didn't write that though. Um, and I think that their PR machine is not doing very well. And that's always the first step when you have something of this magnitude. And they have just continued stepping in it. I mean, oh. you also see their union busting firm coming out and it's just a really, really bad look. And all signs point to the fact that they are not apologetic about this whatsoever. <laughs> they are only interested in the bottom line. And even some of their so-called apologies have you know, talked about the effect on shareholders and investors mm. and you know what it means for sales. And... I think that people are really fed up with this. Um, I think that had this happened even five years ago, the response might be different. But the way that we have been moving in general has really made them a prime target. And people are really not willing to stand for it anymore. I mean, we also saw that video at BlizzCon about a decade ago and how vitriolic people were that someone had the audacity to even ask that you know the female characters might not look like they stepped out of a Victoria's Secret catalog. I don't know if that response would play out the same way today where those cheers would be drowned out with this massive booing from the crowd. Um, oh yeah definitely I, not. Yeah I I'm sure that there would be many people in the audience kind of fuming and having their own thoughts. I don't think that they would have led the charge so vocally though anymore. And I think that is a really big part of this because those are the players, those are the fans, those are the people buying the games, you know, supporting the walkout, you know, whether it's on Twitter or Reddit and as much as sometimes we like to act like those things don't matter, they absolutely do. And so from a business aspect, if your fans, the people that love you turn on you, you're in big trouble. And I, I'm really interested to see how this shakes up from a leadership standpoint, as Ethan said, just because they're the people with the power. And I also am wondering if they will put a woman in charge, which is another big thing that happens to companies that are free falling. Mm-hmm. They're like, especially in a case like this, where there's some kind of diversity issue. And um, they're like, well, let's put a woman in charge. See, we're doing things differently. And oftentimes the woman is put in this impossible position and they are then blamed when she doesn't turn things around immediately and things don't start excelling. And then she's pushed out and it's a mess. And I, I'm just very, very curious to see how this goes. And also to see, you know, if a woman does, even through this terrible circumstance, end up in charge of such a big gaming company. Obviously, there are plenty of female executives in gaming companies, but this would be a pretty big deal. And I hope that it doesn't get worse before it gets better, although I'm not optimistic. 
I mean, you know, they that they announced uh Right now, Blizzard is half in charge by a woman. Who were the two, Ethan? It was uh, uh, it was Jen, former head of Vicarious Visions. Yeah, Jen O'Neill, I believe, was former studio head of Vicarious Visions, uh, most recently known for the Tony Hawk remasters. Yeah, and she's co-head of Blizzard now. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing that companies <laughs> do. They're like, uh... Yeah. We can't put a woman in charge. Let's put her half in charge, right? And what does she actually have control over? I think is a really important question for people mm. to ask that, you know, want this type of change to happen. This is an awful lot of conversation about Activision Blizzard, a topic which I feel like it, every time it comes up in our in our little work chat, just uh, it's disheartening. It, it it brings us down. You know what doesn't bring us down though? You know what makes for an amazing workplace? Dogs. God damn so. it, Ethan. <laughs> You've ruined the whole podcast now. This week's <laughs> podcast is all about Activision Blizzard and then cats. We're done with the Activision Blizzard part, and we'll be right back with cats. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And we're back, and we've cleansed all that negative energy off of us, and we're ready to talk about the real topic for this new episode with a new, almost new cast. I guess I'm just always old of Kotaku Split Screen, and that is cats. I am a cat lover. You guys? I am also a cat lover, also a cat owner. I am a cat owner uh, and Mm. not... (laughs) I'm cats are fine. That's concerning. That is it really it's bothering me. I'm not sure. Should I start with my with my cat origin story? I'm scared now, but okay. Yeah, go ahead. We're, right now what we're going to do is establish our cat credentials. All right, so, so like Ethan, I'm not a, I'm not a big animal person. I've never I mean lots of people in my family have had animals and I've never liked them. Cats especially have always scared me because they have claws that are sharp and you can't always see them until you pick them up or you know they like claw at you and all of a sudden it hurts and you're like i didn't know you're going to do that whereas with dogs or whatever i'm not a big dog person but even then it's like okay like you know you might slobber on me whatever uh fast forward to like oh gosh five years ago my partner's parents found a very very small kitten i don't know maybe two or three months or something um in a tree outside their house and they got it down and took care of it. And then she came home one weekend with it and just mm. came into the apartment. And then it was super adorable. And I was still freaked out. There's like a picture of me like <laughs> shirking back while it's climbing up my, my shoulder. Um, but her name is Daria and we still have her. And uh, she's not as adorable now because she's grown. Um, oh, yeah. 
but is she's always been super she's like the thing is she's a perfect cat she's always super playful always pretty like doesn't have any issues it's completely self-sufficient you know the only thing we like she's an outdoor cat probably like could be she still has her claws but we never let her out i always feel bad but she also like i don't know might just run away or get hit by a car but um mm. when our kids were born we just like had no time for her anymore and so in addition to our general neglect and not playing with her enough our <laughs> toddler also uh tries to run around giving her like the people's elbow and stuff like he will tackle her like she's a dog and she's like so nice that she i don't think she's ever clawed him yet but she will you know immediately try to like slink away and then run up the steps um and so that's that's where we're at now you know i i love her but i'm i'm worried that there might not be i don't know when my life will ever be conducive to like properly being a cat person again until like old age when you know god save me my kids are you know flourishing somewhere outside of my home yeah, I think you're, there might be a time as your kids grow up where they kind of bond with a cat, and then you'd be like, oh, there's the kid and the cat, and they're cute together. But it sounds like you've started off uh, sort of anti-cat. I, I really want to see the picture of you sh- uh, shirking away from a cat. It's still, that's it's the, still on my partner's phone. It's like it's like the, the like uh, lock screen thing. Um, that sounds adorable, and, and, and we want to see it. And now we have to do a segment someday on video where we just put Ethan in a room full of kittens. <laughs> so cute. Lisa Marie, what's your cat cred? Um, I have plenty of cat cred. Um, oh. I'm also not a cat hater. Also, I just want to point out how interesting it is that you're like, oh, a dog, what's it going to do, slobber on me? I was actually attacked by a dog. Um, <laughs> attacked is maybe a strong word, but it did bite me pretty deep on the back of my thigh and I was bleeding and I couldn't walk properly for like two weeks. Cause it was like oh my in gosh, my muscle. Yeah. I still don't even hate dogs because I have a heart. Um, but cats, I also love cats. Some people think because I have cats, I am only a cat person. I'm an animal person. I have a cat. Her name is cat. And I have another cat whose name is Milo that we just got like just a couple weeks ago. He is a kitten and he's actually a published writer on Kotaku and he's adorable. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and then someone right, tried dude. to steal clout. Oh yeah. Someone just posted a screenshot <laughs> of them and then they're like, wow, my tweet blew up. And I actually tweeted at them. I was like, excuse you, my cat blew up. You, you did nothing here, but then they, they followed me. So I guess up. we're cool. They're friends now. Is uh, is Milo named after Milo from Milo and Otis? Uh, no, he's named after my partner and I thinking of names for like three days straight and settling on Milo. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I have a few cats right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have, let me see, uh, Taco. He's our white cat. He's got blue and yellow eyes, and he's all white, and he's large and gorgeous we have jinx our calico she's my friend in my hospital bed here uh she's actually by my legs right now asleep where she spends most of her time uh we have oliver an orange kitten my spouse brought home from work one day without asking wait is oliver named after oliver and company i think well oliver was originally named olivia oh okay and then my son's one of my sons pointed out that Olivia had fairy orange balls. 
And we we were fine with keeping the name Olivia, but my son felt Oliver was more appropriate. So, so that's Oliver. We have, uh, oh my gosh, it's it's hard to remember them all. So that's three. The fourth is Bato, named after the character from Ghost in the Shell. He's an old, grizzled, gray, furry cat who spends most of his time in my spouse's closet where he's established his own little fort. And then we have the two orange boys. Uh, not Oliver doesn't count as one of the orange boys. Uh, they are brothers, Bacon and Jeff. And those two, my, uh, my wife had a friend who was dying of uh, colon, not colon cancer. Yeah, it was, it, well, dying of cancer. Really, you don't need the specifics. Uh, and she had two cats and was afraid her boyfriend wouldn't take care of them after she passed. So my spouse offered to take them to our house and rehome them three years ago or two years ago. The cats just kept showing up. Wait, so how many is uh, that? How many do you have? Six. Oh my gosh. I'm getting, I'm getting anxious just thinking about it. That's so well, much Jeff food. And, That's so much food. It is so much food. It's ridiculous. And it's and not only food, but when you give a cat food, they poop out stuff and <laughs> So right now we're looking to rehome Jeff and Bacon. I think one of uh, Eugene is my partner. One of their friends is taking those two. So we'll be down to four. And I was going to, as a show of solidarity in, in getting down our cat population, I was going to give a jinx here to my brother who loves her. But it turns out he doesn't love her enough to keep her because he's a bastard. So that's my cat cred. Now I've had cats all my life. Um, I have... Speaking of the dogs attacking, uh, my mom loves dogs, and uh, I think every dog she's ever had has bitten my brother's face. So, a cat has never bitten my brother's face. I'm just saying. Uh, real quick, I just want to say also, the reason our cat is named Daria is after the MTV cartoon. MTV cartoon. Yeah, I kind of, I thought that when you said it, and I assumed, I just figured... Why else would you name someone Daria? We were like, we we're real excited, and we started rewatching the series, and probably only made it like six episodes in. And we we're like, oh, this is this is nice. This is this is a nice artifact of early '90s grunge, but the character still rules. So now that we've established that Lisa Marie and I are more loving people with hearts, and Ethan is uh, a monster, what what brought about this topic this week? We what was our, our impetus for for choosing this week as Cats Week? Other than the fact that it would help us get to know uh, at least Marie and Ethan. We, we, there was a, a game that we saw a trailer for. Yeah. It's um, Stray, which mm. is coming out at some date that I cannot remember if they've released a date, but it seems very cute. And we actually saw it, what, like over a year ago with Sony's like PS5 announcement. And that was when the game right, showed right. off. So we've been wow. we've seen it for a while, right? Like, hasn't isn't this one of those things that pops up and it's like, oh, this was back at like uh, GDC in 2014 or something? Was yeah, it that it keeps, long ago? It, it keeps popping up. It keeps coming back, and we send it away, and then it finds its way home eventually, just like a cat would if you let it outside. Do not let your cats outside. So much stuff from that Sony showcase like blends together in my mind that I I kept thinking the cat thing from Stray was actually from the whisper tokyo game what's with the uh the tango works game oh what was it what was it what was it i have no idea 
Was it Tokyo Whisper? It's like it's it's I I I'm just I remember I had to write it out last week and I got the word that there's a colon and I got the two parts reversed, but um it's <laughs> they're they're different games. Stray is its own thing. There's just there I feel like there's been a lot of like neon lights and cyberpunky elements and cats recently, and so they're all blending together in my mind. No, no, I I, I feel you. I was playing uh, I was playing what's the game that's big right now on Steam? The Ascent. Yes. I was playing that, and I'm like, this is all neon-y, cyberpunky. This feels like Shadowrun from several years ago all over again. Are there cats and, in the uh, I If they are, the ground is too cluttered. It's <laughs> one of those games where there's crap all over the damn place. Yeah. Well, if there's no cats, we definitely have to strike that one from, from A-list. But yeah, it's, it would be impossible to find them if there were. But what's, what's delightful about, about Stray when we see the trailers for that pop up all the time? Is that we're playing a real cat, like a a small, fuzzy, like the kind of cat that might curl up on your lap, as opposed to like a cartoon cat or uh, anthropomorph anthropomorph help anthropomorphic cat anthropomorphized. Okay, that go. was a thing. Another <laughs> attempt. <laughs> it's a it's a word. It's going to suck having an editor on our podcast. <laughs> oh, you're going to correct my words. Sometimes my words don't make any sense, and I try to pass them by our editors, and they're like, that's not really a word. And I'm like, oh, damn it. It's almost like we're doing our jobs. Yeah, what the hell's with that? Stop. Relax. Do a podcast for a bit. Now, Stray, of course, is the latest cat game. There have been plenty of games with cats in them. And what we're going to do, now that we've established our cat cred is we're going to take a short break, since this is going to be a shorter-than-normal episode, we promised our producer. Ha 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 We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about some of history's greatest video game cats after these messages. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back. Now that we've talked about our cats, we're going to talk about video game cats. And this, the final segment for this first episode of Split Screen, starring Lisa Marie, Ethan, and Old Man Fahey. So, cats. Who are your favorite video game cats? There are many, and uh, I'm going to put Lisa Marie on the spot to start. Oh, geez. Um, mine is easily probably Rover from Animal Crossing. I tend oh, to that's right. love games like that that just make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. And Animal Crossing was like the game that made me want a GameCube. Like, I never had siblings, so Smash was not that enticing mm. to me it it was all about animal crossing and i just remember 
booting it up for the first time and seeing Rover on this train and just getting the warm and fuzzies inside, it still to this day thinking about it makes me feel so at peace. Like all I have to worry about is homework and nothing else. There are no bills, only Rover and maybe school, but maybe it's the summer. I don't know. And it feels so good. And I love every time that he's in the subsequent series, he appears periodically. It varies a lot, Um, but he's such a great and fun and cute character. And I love that he's separate from everything he's also mysterious like where where is he going where is he coming from we never know and especially in new leaf you know he's like oh they need a new mayor like what is happening with that how does he know this how does he know to drop (laughs) you off here i have so many questions but he just keeps smiling and there's this like twinkle of mischief behind those eyes and i love it now, is he the one who shows up in, in New Horizons every once in a while for that little maze event thing? I think so, yeah. Where you go through and you have to push the trees or do seeds or some crap. I love seeing him. I, I don't like that particular event. Uh, yeah, my I don't think cat, I played it. My favorite cat from Animal Crossing is uh, is the Egyptian, uh, Egyptian one. She's so aloof. And I don't recall her name, but she's in my town right now. I could turn on my switch and go visit her. You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think I've been on Animal Crossing for like a month. Well, it's been several months for me, which is weird because I was so hyped for New Horizons. But it has not clicked as well for me. I don't find myself playing it nearly as much. But they have a lot of good cats, for sure. Cats are probably the best Animal Crossing villager type. I'm torn between cats and the little mice. I like the mice with the big heads. The mice but are evil. The mice are evil. Yeah, no I mean, one tells me these things. Look, there are some mice that are okay, but overwhelmingly, I don't trust them. But <laughs> on the cats, you have uh, what's the guy with the two different colored eyes? He's a cutie. You've got, oh, I think, Molly. he's the one everyone loves. Yeah, he? yeah. I oh forget his God. name. We're oh. going to lose so much Animal Crossing cred if we don't know his name. I'm blanking. I think it gives us more cred if we're not about the like popular ones. Like we like. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We like the underground villagers. <laughs> I like Cookie. Cookie the dog. <laughs> Cookie's good. Um, but Bob, Bob is another, the purple cat. Great, great villager. Oh, yes. I've had Bob. I've had Bob. Ethan, yeah. who's your favorite Animal Crossing cat? I don't. I do not like any of them. Um, they can fuck right off. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I actually. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I try to interact with the the villagers as little as possible. I actually don't don't like seeing them. Wow. Okay. Wow. He was not Maybe joking that's... when he said he did not like animals. <laughs> no, I Holy just. Crap. I don't. I. I just kind of go about my business and I do my stuff. And I'm like, they run over like with hearts or looking to chat or whatever. I'm like, I like run away. Like, please, no, no. Like, it's just just like in real life. I'm like, I. I don't want to do this right now. I'm going to the store. You should put them on their own island and remove all the bridges. <laughs> also, it is people have done that. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's people have made prisons. <laughs> Um, it's Raymond, and I never Raymond. guessed that. Also, Blanca is a good one. Blanca is the one that's just like no face white cat. That is some creepy shit that I'm kind of into. Like the weird stuff in Animal Crossing. That's what I like. 
Yeah, I had my spouse spend like three hours trying to get me Pietro. Uh, Pietro the creepy clown. Why? That is, oh, that's too creepy. That that's crossing a line. That's Animal Crossing a line. Oh my gosh, Ethan, what's your favorite <laughs> video game cat? Uh, I was I was trying to look this up. It's, there's not many. There have not been many video game cats. I feel like um, really. Uh, I think so. Um, Catsith from uh, Final Fantasy VII. I think is is going to have to be my my uh, my. <laughs> Reserve. Wow, is that your child? <laughs> they, yes, that is that is my child. That is not our cat. Um, you should check on them, maybe. <laughs> no, <laughs> no he just, fine. He just wants to be done his nap. Um, he's uh, he recently figured out how to get out of his crib, and so now we just he's we don't know what to do. He's we've lost all power. But yeah, Cat Sith from Final Fantasy Seven um, is I don't know if it's my favorite cat. I think it's the, m- the most memorable um, cat that I can think of in a game. Even though I hate that character. Um, mm-hmm. growing up, because I actually I never realized there was a cat on top of the the like plush Moogles like uh, animatronic yeah, yeah, body controlling him. I was just the, like, oh, the... that's like that's a weird big like uh, marshmallow guy. But yeah, no, it's so it's actually <laughs> the cat on top, um, which you uh, see very clearly in the cutscenes towards the end of the game. Um, I I would love to see a cat Sith spinoff. I think uh, I think Square should. Uh, Keep hitting that money tree and do a Final Fantasy mobile game where it's a it's an endless runner and you play as Katsif. That would be great. Then you could have two jump buttons: one to jump off the plush and one for the plush to jump. There Contact you go. Contact us, mobile developers. Where we we we're free <laughs> to do anything. Um, let me throw a few cats out for you here because um, let me throw a few cats out because we have six. Oh my gosh, I would never throw a cat out. But um, how about Blinks the Time Sweeper? So what's his deal? <laughs> he sweeps time. How does that work? Well, he has a broom. <laughs> he blinks the time sweeper. This is one of those things where you talk to someone who doesn't like video games and you're trying to explain the appeal and you're like, he, he just sweeps time with his broom. And they will, you know that they will never play a game again based on that description. Okay. How about, oh, here's one that, that's almost cheating. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, is his name? Oh my gosh, Dragon Ball, uh, the 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 cat guy. He's a god. Oh, uh, Bur- Bur- Beerus, Beerus, Beerus. Yeah, I thought you were talking Beerus. about the floating cat. No, no, no. Beerus, Beerus is one of my favorite video game cats of all time. Uh, even though he's technically not a cat, uh, some of the some of the finest cats I've met recently in a video game come from. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Is it Fuga, Ethan? I have no idea. Um, I don't. Pr- I, I, I don't pronounce video game names. Great. It's the, it's, it's the game with the cool awesome. art style. It's the game. Actually, it's the game from CyberConnect, uh, who usually do like the Naruto fighting games, those cell shaded fighting games. Oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah, but every couple of years they'll do a they'll do a new game in what they call the uh, the Little Tail Bronx series. Uh, every I mean seriously, like, almost every ten years or so they'll do. A game starring anthropomorphic animals. They did Tail Concerto back in the day on the original PlayStation, I want to say. Uh, they did Solitarobo, which was on the DS. And now they have Fuga. I want to say Fuga, but it's probably Fuja. It's probably whatever I'm not pronouncing it as. Melodies of Steel, which is a game about a bunch of kittens, basically, cat children in a world 
populated by anthropomorphic dogs and cats, and they're trapped in a giant tank and forced to fight against enemies from the dog nation. And there's a cannon on this tank that can only be powered by the souls of one of the children. So the fun thing about the game, (laughs) the fun thing is every once in a while, you get to pick a child, toss them into the tank and into the cannon and murder them for the sake of destruction. That's wild. I had no idea about any of this from the trailer. I still haven't, I still haven't, I've oh been to play it last night. I still haven't gotten oh, to try no. it out. Uh, yeah, I wanted you, I wanted you to play through the first hour. Within the first hour, they make you choose a cat. They introduce you. They, they, they get some relationships going they're kittens. They're together. They're like a family. And then towards the end of the opening, they should make you pick one. And you say, okay, he's going to go power the cannon. And then afterwards, all the other kittens realize, wait a minute, where's blah, 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 whichever one you, whichever one you pick. And then they go, oh my gosh, he's dead. And they get all sad. It's horrible. And your heart sinks. And gosh, I don't want to spoil it, but okay. Spoiler, (laughs) skip a little bit ahead just so no one feels bad. Right after that happens, there's kind of like a weird turning back of time. That lets you attempt to do the battle without using the super powerful cat kitten powered cannon. And so you can save them. And it kind of makes you fight harder because God, they're kittens. You don't want to kill them. One of them has pink hair. She's awesome. I mean, give me a kitten with pink hair. Uh, my other favorite kittens in video games were from uh what? What? Am I dropping? Am I jumping too fast? Wait, wait, so 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 this this is like a snow piercer game where you've got to like you, the punishment for losing is that you have to sacrifice your cats. Yes, yes, yes. You will face powerful enemies. And you basically, your tank has an I win button that's powered by the souls of one of the kittens inside. This got really sad. It is. It's the saddest <laughs> thing. I was playing through it. Just I, I mean, I downloaded it and was just playing through it. Uh, with no coverage ideas at the time, I was just, my, my, my spouse was sitting next to me. And I got there, I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. I picked the fat, cuddly cat who eats a lot, and they make fun of him for being so hungry all the time because I loved him, and I identified with him, and now he's murdered. I mean, technically, though, if you need Mm. to survive, the one that eats a lot probably should go. Right, but if that's in a situation where you're going to eat him, sure. I mean, no, for the survival of the whole group, it seems like this is a precarious situation, and you can't have someone taking resources. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wow, that that's an insight right there into Lisa Marie's editing style. Exactly. We're going to murder the cat that that's taken up too many resources. I'm Uh. saying, if you had to choose, right? No. Okay. Um. I also, based on what you were saying about relationships, I remembered in Stardew Valley, another very cozy, fun game. Uh, oh. You get to either choose if you have a cat or a dog and like what they vaguely look like. And whichever cat you choose, that's also got to be your favorite cat. That, that cat, it doesn't matter if you don't feed them, you don't give them water, they will still love you. They will never run away. Unlike all of the cats in The Sims, you could just not play for, with it for a day and it's like, Bye. Same for dogs. 
and real cats for that matter. You don't play them with them for a day and they're like, okay, I'm out. That seems maybe slightly less accurate. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm sure there are cats out there who've just gone like, you know what? They haven't fed me today. I'm going to peace out. Yeah. I think that's somewhere. happened to my cats. Oh, oh, oh wait. I, oh, no. I just, oh, no. Uh-oh. I just remember my favorite cat. Oh, Jesus. Favorite video game cat. Uh, Rain World. The slug cat. The slug cat. Oh my god! Does it count as a cat? I, I, I will count it as a yeah, cat. I, I, yeah, we could we could brush it off on technicality, but I think uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a rain world indie game for a few years back where you're exploring this grim post-apocalyptic world as like this mutated cat slug thing, and I'm trying. I, it was I know Fahey. I, I think you did not like the game too much. It's definitely not. It's it's it's, it's not it's, it's 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 not very playable in some ways. It's um, difficult. It is difficult, and sometimes unintentionally so. Definitely. Uh, but mm-hmm. one thing I do I very much did appreciate about it, just in, in addition to the whole world and vibe and stuff, was just like the idea of like how focused it is on how the cat moves and like how much you feel you are that creature based on like the animation and the, and the way it, it, it uh, can move around the environment, which is I, th- I think is one thing. Like I'd be you know with Stray and, and other games I'd love to see explore more, just not trying to do the anthropomorphized cat or just like the, you're a cat, but really you just move like any object with four legs, but like trying to actually be like, Oh, how does a, how does this animal move compared to other animals? And how can we sort of like incorporate that into the, the game systems and make you feel like, you know, this is a completely different way of traversing, not quap so much where, you know, it's like, all right, put, put one arm here, put one, yeah, arm here. Yeah. but like something in sort of in between that and like the, the classic Mario platformer. Yeah, it did. It did feel like a whole new animal. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, roll back the decision that it counts as a cat. <laughs> slug cat, not a cat anymore. Any other cats we want to talk about before um, we pull this thing in? Yeah, we're forgetting all of the cat Pokemon. Meowth. Um, excuse you. No, there are far more than Meowth. Although uh, Purloin, Purloin. Hold on. There's a lot. Okay. There's a. Uh... Okay. Name them all. Oh Go. my god. Okay. Uh hold on. I looked it up somewhere, so I'm going to cheat. Oh, the okay. best one is Litten. I remember getting a Litten and just oh, making jokes about like, huh, this cat is lit and dying over my own terrible jokes. <laughs> um Glam Meow. Uh Glam Meow. Skitty. Skitty's a cute one. Skitty. Uh, Who's the dark one? Who's the evil the the oh he was like steel and Steel what what? Oh, like steel the, and the dark. dark type, yeah. I know there was a cat that was dark. Perserker, Perserker, Perserker. That okay? Look, it came up. That's a steel type cat Pokemon. <laughs> I'm now on my keyboard looking for dark cat Pokemon. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Uh, it's just Perloin. steel. That was Perloin. I actually freaking said Perloin. Oh. Oh, that's dark. There was not yeah, steel. There's also per ugly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh oh, here's a complete list of cats and Pokemon. Yeah, we might be on the same one. My we favorite one say- is easily Galarian <laughs> Meowth, because it's just like Meowth with darker fur and a beard. <laughs> <laughs> What? Sneasel. Sneasel was the one I was thinking Sneasel's of. good. Sneasel. Sneasel's got some attitude. I feel like Sneasel and Rover should never get together. They would get up to some shit. I don't think I've ever seen Glam Meow with the curly tail. I don't I don't remember. Wow. I definitely have. 
Oh my god, I'm so out of uh, I'm so out of uh, touch with my Pokemons. <laughs> this is probably why I liked uh, the recent two on Switch mm-hmm. because I didn't know the whole Pokedex, so it didn't matter that they weren't all there. Yeah, it's weird when I think about like getting Gen three, especially, and being so excited for all these new ones, and now being like. I have to learn new Pokemon. Oh yeah. <laughs> the well, we energy's don't have to learn... gone. We don't have to learn new Pokemon though, because this episode's on cats. We've gone over cat Pokemons. We've gone over uh Ethan's slug cat, which doesn't count. And we've gone over the sacrificial kittens in Fuga Melodies of Steel. Uh, I think it's time to wrap up our first new episode of Kotaku Split Screen. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Well, we'll we'll see how that works. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Kotaku Split Screen Podcast. You can reach us via email at splitscreen at kotaku.com and on Twitter at Uncle Fahey, that's me, at Ethan Gotch, G-A-C-H, that's Ethan, or at Lisa Marie underscore Lynn, L-Y-N-N, that's Lisa Marie, obviously, Our producer is Michaela Heck, and our sound engineer is Ryan Allen. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.